Hello, and welcome to Regular Features. I'm a little bit closer and a little bit quieter than usual, but I'm just going to pass over to one of my, my very good friends, who will be further away and a bit louder now. Hello, and welcome to the Regular Features podcast. That was a quiet John Blythe, and next to me I have a normal volume, Stephen Hogarty. Hello, I'm Steve Hogarty, and welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of the Regular Features podcast. Apologies who for the misinformation. Who fed Steve through the boost box? <laughs> I misread the lines for this episode. It did, in fact, say aloud, Stephen Hogarty. I'm broadcast volume. Broadcast. I'm always on. I'm professional. <laughs> And I'm voluminous, like I, Jessica Anafriston's hair. <laughs> I've retreated from the microphone, and now I'm talking like this! <laughs> this is a comedy podcast that is exactly the same every single week. Let's go, let's do a podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? Diving right into it. I mean, good. I yes. I've got, I've got nothing oh. to add other than he wants that was really quick. It was. Boom. I like that. Oh, I like Steve, to hang out in the intro a bit. Do just, you want to do? What do you want to talk about? What Steve? do you want to talk about, Steve? Just stretch my vocal cords a bit. All right. Why don't I tell you about where I've been? I've been yeah. to a very weird place called Niagara Falls. Niagara. The inventor, the waterfall. The, what the invented inventor of the Niagara? <laughs> oh, okay. It's a bloody strange place because I was in Niagara, US, and it's like a ghost town. It's like playing a Fallout video game because there's all these houses, but most of them abandoned. Are there not loads of people going, which way the falls? No, there's fucking no one. There's a big casino, and that's about it. And it's really deprived and really depressing, and there's basically no one there. And I found out it's because it's been abandoned since the 60s mostly. Like, it really was nail in the head in the 80s where they had lots and lots of homeless people living there and squatting, and the police came and, like, basically got rid of them all because the air, whole area was becoming a problem. But yeah, there was an arms race basically in the 60s for Niagara Falls because it's on the border between Canada and America and it basically meant that both America and Canada were trying to make this tourist destination. Come and see Niagara Falls. Mm. But... And they, so they kept like, so they had different stuff. sides of the falls. Where they... Yeah. Like, so you literally, you know, you've got the waterfall in the middle on the one side, Canada, on the other side, America. Yeah. And they basically were trying to make it the tourist destination because you could walk across the bridge to either of them. Right. You could stay in America and viso, visit Viso Canada. So they wanted Viso their, Canada. That's, that's could, their actual that's the tourist line. board. Yeah. <laughs> viso Canada. So they wanted their side to be the place to see the Niagara Falls yeah. from. But they had a problem, right? Because on America's side, the view was shit. <laughs> so. It basically boiled down to that. It was he like was at the bottom of the waterfall, and all the water was right. <laughs> Just couldn't see shit. You can get really <laughs> close really to the Canada side. On the Canada side, you can get like your face right up into the grill of the waterfall, and it's an amazing view. On the American side, you can see a bit of a waterfall, and the main waterfall is sort of in the distance. But what I love about this... You just have to hold a picture of the waterfall <laughs> while someone tells it's you about it. It's a bit like that, because in all of the hotel, like the hotel we were staying at near, and all these places, you see these big pictures of Niagara Falls, these big framed photographs of Niagara Falls all around the place in restaurants and hotels. But it's the photograph of it from the Canadian side. So it's this weird thing of being like, kind of proud of a view which... 
you don't have exactly. Can you get but helicopter so, tours of the Niagara Falls? Yep. Yep. But if, you, you, but if your American helicopters go over their land, they get shot down by scuds, <laughs> scud <laughs> missiles. <laughs> They're out of fashion now, so you can get them quite cheap. That's <laughs> a ridiculous log. It's scuds. of course the Brotherhood of Nod's laser towers, because <laughs> Canada is of course run by the Brotherhood of Nod. Uh, Kane is not in charge anymore, obviously because he's dead. But uh, somebody else is, and they've got really great lipstick. I imagine <laughs> someone going on a helicopter tour of Niagara Falls. Would be immensely wealthy for a, for a start. Yeah, and they would hand the helicopter driver wads of a hundred dollar bills. Say, yeah, get a bit closer. Yeah, get a bit closer until eventually you get so close that the rotor blades get wet, and that's uh, anathema to a helicopter. Uh, they're <laughs> not would, aquatic things. No, <laughs> they're not allowed to fly through water. It would plunge into the. Uh, Honestly, the bottom of the falls is just littered with uh, exploded helicopter and what's carcasses <laughs> and money. <laughs> yes, yeah, suitcases. And fetty, yeah. as it goes yeah. flying yeah. through the lake. Families go diving and snorkeling for suitcases full of hard cash. Yeah, mm, diamonds that it, they've been using to bribe <laughs> helicopter drivers. <laughs> Put another now diamond in my saying, mouth. People go looking for money with suitcases full of diamonds with them. Just don't. <laughs> hey, it's no. America. <laughs> The uh, the rich people in the helicopter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when the helicopter driver says no, we're far too close to Niagara Falls now. He unclips a briefcase and says, "Now are we too close?" Oh, yeah, yeah. it's full of and diamonds. It's full of diamonds. Uh, but the problem is that the helicopter pilot is extremely unsafe for him to any point take his hands, sorry, him or, or her to take their hands off the helicopter wheel, uh, and so he just will be like, "Put put put pop them in my mouth." Yeah, and they just put them in one at a time until it's enough, and then the okay. helicopter pilot will just nod, and then go a little bit closer. And that <laughs> is the great tragedy of the Niagara Falls. Yeah, and that's what happened. Basically, the economy went bust when all the helicopters blew up, and now no one lives there. That's good. Now I feel like we can start the podcast. The genuine American stupid thing, though, which I loved, was America realised that their side of it was crap and they didn't have a good view. And the main problem was they had this little fort waterfall, still a huge waterfall by standards, but a little one that was right on the American border where you get a really good look at it. But the view was kind of crap because the waterfall comes off and then hits this rock and then bounces off that and goes down. So there's all this spray back from it landing on the rock and it's just not as good. It's not as clean a yeah. beautiful I waterfall. I would try a scud at that rock. <laughs> well, America, being America, in this, they, they move the rocks. They were like, this will make the view better. Move these massive rocks to make the view better. And then realised that doing so was going to collapse the entire kind of cliff face. <laughs> <laughs> so move the rocks back <laughs> again. Um, yeah, and that's just, I just thought that was that's wonderful. Pretty American. It's very America. Yeah. But in the end, they just decided they couldn't be fucked and so just left it this desolate, destitute, hopeless place um, that I spent a weekend. But I'm back now. Thanks for having me. Let's podcast. <laughs> I don't remember getting a postcard from you. They didn't, ha- there was no tourism <laughs> there. You dare tell me there's no postcards <laughs> from Niagara Falls saying, wish you were here. It's like the go to postcard picture that I can think of. Right, we, we went I have to, to the- think of an emoji of a postcard. Niagara we went Falls to the Canada side, right? We went to the Canada side and there was stuff there, fair enough. But this is the thing that chilled me, right? About the US side. We bought a six pack of beer from a 7 Eleven, one of the few shops we could find. So and many that beer, sentences. That beer. <laughs> we, we realised it was like a year old. Yeah, look at the look on your face. A six-pack of beer that had been in the 7-Eleven for a year. No one bought it. And it was at the front of the fridge. It was just beer. What does that tell you about what, how, what a place is like when literally no one has bought beer 
in this uh, shop for a year. It's like Fallout 3. It's, it is! Really? some Nuka-Cola. Exactly. It chilled me to my bone. Also, I was kind of constantly terrified that our Airbnb would get broken into and we'd have everything stolen because, yeah, fair enough. People didn't have any money and most of the people around us were squatting. So, uh, oh, so the, the homeless thing is still going on there? Yeah, squatting. there's just less people shitting there. into the waterfall. No, st- <laughs> <laughs> to, to see it. I would do that, to be honest. Watch no, little if you pay that pilot enough diamonds, <laughs> they'll let you do whatever you want, Steve. I'd, I'd go off the... Sit on the bridge over it and just squat off there and have a race to the end of it. <gasps> That'd be so much fun. Like yeah, poo sticks, fun. but with actual poos. Actual, yeah. Let's do a podcast. No. Mum is again my regular features. I am in paradise. this the first year of your course in journalism the journalism course for you student journalists and I am your journalism teacher and um, as you know when you first enter a journalism degree one of the first lessons you learn is that there is a journalism horse and as an aspiring journalist the presence of this horse will create many questions in your investigative mind I've noted your diligence and I am going to give you the tools with which to unlock this mystery. These are the big question words. Who, what, when, where, how, who, wherefore, why for, and who. As, as my budding journalists, you now are fully equipped to ask me questions and unlock the mystery of the journalism Horse. Where, where, to get, is, where to get, is the journalism... To get to the very bum hole of the mystery. Where is the journalism horse? At the moment, he is in a paddock of facts in the penthouse suite of London's Oxo Tower. How did he get up the stairs? He dragged his huge legless body up the many flights of stairs using his strong muzzle. Why is he in the Oxo Tower? Because of the fact paddock. This question has gleaned you no new information, and you have woken up the hurry-up ghost of journalism, <laughs> Baron Von Blubber. This is his first job since Bubble Bubble, so he's proper into it. Anyway, the horse has left the tower, and he's back in the office now. He's had his fill of paddock facts, I shouldn't wonder. He would have been in Bubble Bubble too. That was Baron Von Blubber's niece. She had a bow in her hair. Sharon Von Blubber. <laughs> Blubette. How did the journalism horse get down the stairs? He attached his tail to the banister and used his powerful teeth like a surfboard. Why is there a fact paddock in the Oxo Tower? Nobody knows, but on clear nights the horse can be seen, drunk on straw and shouting reportage out of the windows. How did the journalism horse lose his legs? In 1985, the horse chased a bowling ball down a busy bowling alley because he had been told that the ball was full of scoops. (laughs) Unable to slow down on the highly waxed surface, he clattered into the pin resetting mechanism and when it came for the time for the players to bowl the next frame, four of the pins had sadly been replaced with the horse's legs. (laughs) For the rest of the day, the horse's legs were slowly bowled off by children. (laughs) 
Is the journalism horse fond of pun headlines? The horse does not like puns, thanks to an incident at a journalism party early in his career. Someone said to him, Oh, are you hung like a horse? And he thought of a pun and got excited and answered, Quick as you like, Actually, I'm ungulate like a horse. And um, he immediately regretted this when he noticed that he got so excited by his clever joke that his dick had slid out and was half resting in the punch bowl. <laughs> this ruined his life. Well, ruined his night. Lent a salacious <laughs> egg to an otherwise innocent joke. And he went home in a massive Uber driven by a giraffe. How has... No. Has the journalism horse made any other horse-related faux pas? A good question. When reporting on the release of Nelson Mandela, he was introduced to Nelson's wife and thought she was taking the piss out of him when she told him her name. He overreacted by chewing off her dress (laughs) and filled her bath with horse shit. The journalism horse, to this day, uses this story as a way of demonstrating the value of pre-interview research. (laughs) Why, Why is the journalism horse a horse and not, say... A journalism goose. Geese are whimsical animals and suited mainly to the gossip columns. They lack the dogged persistence of horse journalists. Could you please restrict your questions to ones that are not covered in Wikipedia? Can we talk about something else? No. What's the journalism horse's name? Mm, Ravi Shankar. Is that true? No. Congratulations, You have challenged a lie and gone up a level as a journalist. The horse trusts you now and has entered the room on a skateboard. He will now answer your questions directly. Are you you the journalism horse? Are you a creature of pure whimsy or a critique on modern journalism? Oh, wait, is your long dick caught up in the wheels of your skateboard? Do you want us to help unravel it, even though it is really tangled up in there? We might end up wanking you off. <laughs> okay, here goes. Oh my god. I think I got the end off. Thank you, student journalists. You have answered the right questions, earned my trust, freed my dick from the wheels of my skateboard, and in the process, I have ejaculated onto a dartboard, scoring a 17. Please open envelope number 17. It says, we've got a 2-1. Congratulations! You've got a 2-1 in journalism. Now please, cut me to bits with your swords. I love that <laughs> we're reading the shared Google Doc, and it just, <laughs> it just ends with, let's not bother with this bit. And that's, right. that's when I was going to tell you the Nelson Mandela story from the point of view of a horse. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. That was a... Uh, thank you for teaching us what it means to be journalism. Yes, I hope you use these tools well in your second year when you will be tested by the journalism wolf. That's probably next week. It's like a bottom. <laughs> no, I'm never doing Instead this. of being a wizard. Journalism and the dad. Being hack. <laughs> Tell you what, if you want to know the story of the Nelson Mandela thing from the horse's perspective, just Google let's Doc give Chad? it to the patrons. Yay, we're going to show it on the patron post. That's very good indeed. A good idea. It's, it's thinking about- of exclusive content and a story by a horse about Nelson Mandela <laughs> yeah. is basically perfect. I don't yeah. think any other uh, like services online will offer, offer that. 
No. You will never. I don't think anyone else Let's be sure to, to click on like and subscribe to get a story about Nelson Honda. Um, Honda, no, Honda B. Johnson. Oh no! <laughs> you can only imagine how good the story is when I decided to not bother with it after that feature. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. What a lovely feature. I enjoyed it. I didn't mind it either. Thank you. Yay! Oh, I'm perking up. Why do bombs suddenly explode? In my face, on my shoulder, just like me, they long to weave into you. You're listening to Regular Features. I was at the pub with Log last week, and after the woman finished serving us our drinks, Log said, Is there anything else? <laughs> 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 That's like, why are you still here? <laughs> That's amazing. How did she react? What? No, because I, I, I instantly, I instantly said after that, no, that you should say that. And then, then I thought she was. T- and then I thought that she might have thought that I was telling her off for not saying is there anything else. Yeah, that's so I, like. so I said, I'm not a mystery customer, which is a confusing triple whammy of bullshit for her to deal with. She had to anything with this. <laughs> and you were like, I work behind a bar. <laughs> then, I, then, I, then I slumped to the floor because I needed 10 minutes to reset. <laughs> oh, God, that's good. <laughs> she literally said nothing. <laughs> it's true. But I do that all the time say something weird, then double up with something else weird, and then yeah. double up a third thing, and I'm just like, oh no. I almost did that the other day when I was like staring at my shoulder really weirdly, and then they were like, they were in the airport. And then afterwards, I was just like being really weird to the person, the airport staff I was talking to as well, and it was being weird to everyone. And then immediately afterwards, it was like, oh, was that Steve Buscemi sat there? And then everyone was like, yes. And I'm like, I thought it was. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't think about anything else. I was just like, is that Steve Buscemi? Is that Steve Buscemi? He's got a really distinctive face. He has. But the thing was, he turned and faced me and did that look as if, like, you know, you catch eyes with someone that famous, and it's like, they know that you know. And then they just, like, look away. And what, are you like, saying Steve Buscemi recognised you? No! Wow. He recognised... ego on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he recognised the white Western dude in his early He's like, I really seen. love Shut Up and Sit Down, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favourite. No, but you know that, that look you get when they go, oh, oh, we got a live one here. They've got, you know, when you... You know, when you... you <laughs> He's going to turn around any minute now and start screaming, Is that Steve Buscemi? Or like, I'm not mad, know, am I? I liked you in all of the films, you know, like when you. You must get that a lot when you're walking around. The most time people don't recognise me. Every now and then you've got people looking at you and you don't know what they're going to do, but you're like, Alright, yeah, somebody's looking at me because they think, Is that Steve Buscemi? Let's not look at them again because otherwise they'll probably say, Are you Steve Buscemi? But um, you seem nice from four feet away. You should have said hello to him. It was a bad time for everyone. You should have got him to record a bit for um, regular feedback. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was there, though, for the same reason as me, because all flights out of New York were cancelled and most people lost their luggage. So I was like, <laughs> you know, if he's if he's here, it means he's not having a great day either. Probably just leave him alone. What better way to pick him up, give him a little pick-me-up than give him a chance to record a little idea for regular features? I know. I thought I'm Steve Buscemi. My name's Steve Buscemi. You're listening to regular features. You're listening to the regular features podcast. <laughs> and as listeners will realise, I of course did ask him to record. There you go. That was, and that it. was it. Of course I wouldn't miss that opportunity. That would be ridiculous.
So I was on a flight the other day. You may have realised that. From Niagara that. Falls? Yeah, from there. And I was watching films on the plane and I watched a film uh, called The Shape of Water, mm. which is a about a lady and a fish a man. That's ironic because water fills the shape of the orifice you pour it into. Hmm. So it could be as, a, fin- as a finger asshole. does as a finger does fill the anus of a fish. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. Have either of you seen that film? I've seen it. Okay. I haven't. I just can't get my head around the, my one line summary of a woman finds a fish man and just goes mad on his cock. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, well, is it... yeah. Well, you might enjoy this then because basically, I enjoyed the film. It's very good. But as with a lot of cinema of this type, fancy uh, romance, it was not entirely original. And of course, it is based on a. Uh, it's based on something else. Hmm. And uh, I actually have what it's based on here. Oh. Uh, it's based on a short story called Frumpy Amelie Wants to Fuck a Fish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to read you. I thought we could all read some excerpts from this. From this novella, it's yeah. a novella. Well, it's yeah. It's, so actually, I say read some excerpts. We'll just read the whole thing. Yeah, it's a very, very short, sexy novella. Oof, I know. <laughs> That's the sound I make when anyone tells me something's going to be sexy. So, or you... a novella. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a sexy cover. Or a novella. Or a novella. Oh yeah, yeah. Behind the or a novella. And Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the curtain. Now we have. Uh, we have. Um, so, I've got a busy circle, guys. I need. Okay, um, that's fine. So, Matt's going to tell us what to read. Log, you my, are. My you phone's are being a jerk. Log, a you are the jerk. narrator. What, sorry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> ah, so log, you are the narrator. Oh, I'm very much am. And then at the point at which it will become obvious, uh, you are also the fish man. Do you want me to do a French voice if this is from Piamoli? No. Um, I could make it really whiny and irritating and hard to listen to if you want. What for the for the narrator? Oh <laughs> no, no, I won't. No, I think it's only because she just looks a bit like Emily. That's does she does. The color grading of the. Film I was basically the watching the film and I just thought Frumpy Emily wants to fuck a fish and that made me laugh. <laughs> and that was the feature. Um, anyway, so <laughs> it's the same as me though. Woman goes mad on a fish's dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, that's good as well. <laughs> <laughs> just do a feature which is here's twenty other names. <laughs> that's- uh, but yeah, you're going to be the narrator and the fish man. Uh, Steve, you're going to be Amelie from P. Amelie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be the artist friend. And also, also, you're also the cop, which there's a point oh, cool. where you have okay. to have a conversation, but you'll be all right. With myself? Yeah. Okay. But not really. It's quite easy. But feel free to just take your time with it. <laughs> Let's take Let's this one real, real slow. Yeah. You've got a couple, there's a couple of good lines in it. I think I've given the good lines to to you guys. Yeah, so. that's very big of you. That's not Victoria Wood always. You the fish? That. No, logs the fish. Logs the, fish. the fish is an idiot. That has some of the best lines. The fish's lines are all in full caps, and, and the word "lovely" is spelled like "lovely." I imagine him just being. Like, I don't know if he's even that. I just imagine him being like really crass. Lovely. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, just, just being like, yeah. Fucking Nora. Yeah. Like you'll right. see. You'll see. Okay. The scene opens in what we can only presume must be fucking France. There's accordion playing, some hurdy-gurdy sounding shit. A man is riding a bicycle made of baguettes. A woman fashions an expensive necklace out of onions. The camera pans, oh chocolat, nice, back to reveal that we are in fact in America. 
the country which invented France when it accepted a massive statue of a lady. That's still means that's Zooming in through a window of a nearby house, the camera rests on frumpy Amelie, a lady with brown hair, brown clothes, but a veritable rainbow of aspirations. Oh, I wish I could fuck a fish, thought Amelie, unable to speak from an early age on account of being too flat-out randy for her vocal cords to correctly function. I've fucked everything else that there is in this America, and the only thing left that I'd like to try is fucking a fish. More specifically, a man that looks like a whopping great sex shark. Oh, frumpy Amelie, are you still obsessed with boning the sea? All of these professional paintings I've done have been ruined by your insistence on doodling dicks all over them. This one's a Jackson Pollock of pure whale bollock. I'll be ruined and destitute and hungry and alone. Oh, but you will too, my poor Framster. Perpetually just too thirsty to speak. <laughs> will you ever find the sexy sex experience you need to loosen those taut vocal cords? Oh, dear artist friend, who is my friend that I live with, I wish that I could just tell you that I'd like to fuck a man who looked like a fish. They've got loads of them locked up in jars where I work, as a secretly altruistic French lady cleaner in a high-security scientific base. But dry-humping an aquarium on a slide doesn't cut it. Oh, my dear! What is this? Unrolling an elaborate series of blueprints, Frumpy Amelie's artist friend suddenly uncovered the criminal intent behind the girl's lusty eyes. By the captains of Bird's Eye, these are the plans for an elaborate heist. What's that, Amelie? You want me to bust out a deep-sea hottie from jail? And we've only got till tomorrow to do it? The children have gotten themselves trapped in the mine shaft. <laughs> Oh, one uh, last heist. Oh, again? Oh, not children. Oh, not mineshaft. Definitely not mineshaft. Amelie, that's honestly quite lewd. I mean, you could see why I think you were signing mineshaft, though. Yes? <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> you need to cut out my interruption. I was just that excited about one last heist. The whole thing. <laughs> All fine. right, let's do it. <laughs> After a series of exciting scenes in which a big man-fish man is busted out of the prison, Amelie returns home with her bubbly new beau, a pure Sharky and George-looking motherfucker with a tight ass and nice abs. Delighted, she sets about making preparations for dinner. First, take a large, well-salted pot of water, and then turn up the heat, and then pop in between... Two and three fish fingers. And then we'll have dinner. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, this is proper lovely. Uh, that's, 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 that's good. That's good. <laughs> We're enjoying this. <laughs> it's good old-fashioned jokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, this is proper lovely. I love egg and chips. Ooh, cheers. Lovely. Oh, it's actually an omelette. Ooh, you're a fucking lovely cook, you are. Cheers, love. Ooh, not just a nice arse, eh? <laughs> yes, well, thanks for clearing up the whole thing with my vocal cords. I must say, that really did hit the spot. I'm fucking Red Raw! You fucking turned me dick to sushi! 
Hey, mate, have you got any cream for blistered barnacles? I, d- I don't believe I know what you mean. Emily, uh, when is our guest going to be leaving this evening? My balls are so fucking spent that they've shrunk to the size of two baby fucking caviars. Uh, hello, is that the secret military base where I work? Fucking, like, I don't even... Oof! Fucking, like, I don't even know if I can do round two of shagging, to be honest. Me knob feels like it's made of taramasalata. Uh, yeah, yes, if you could come and kill him immediately, that would be amazing. I mean, what is an omelette, anyway? Is it basically just a big egg? Do you want to shove an egg up my ass? Well, I'm up for anything. Let's go on holiday to Spain. There he is. That's the fish man. Oh, fucking fish sticks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what voice am I doing? Oh my god, look at that fish man's weird dick. It looks exactly like a crashing wave. One day in the future, I'll make a film inspired exclusively by that wacky looking penis. Do that again. Oh my god, look at that fish man's weird dick. It looks exactly like a crashing wave. One day in the future, I'll make a film inspired exclusively by that wacky looking penis. And that's a promise, or else my name ain't... Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> and what follows is the entire wiki page for Giuliano del Toro. Giuliano del Giulia- Toro. Giuliano, Giuliano del <laughs> And uh, yeah, he, <laughs> I'm just including like, a picture of his big lovely face, what I love. That was the only point when I was writing where I really started laughing out loud, cackling in the office with other people because I just, I thought... I'll copy and paste his name, but I thought, no, I'll copy and paste the entire Wikipedia. Oh, my name isn't the Wikipedia <laughs> entry for Guillermo del Toro. He's got his face on it. His grinning face. He looks happy. Well, thank you for that. Was it, what an incredibly fun feature that was. Well, that thank was you very good to Guillermo del Toro for, for making an entire film based on that feature. Oh, he done it. That crazy psycho bastard. He's gone and done it. And now I've realised that I want to do more features where I sound like uh, Roy Chubby Brown. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. I'm afraid that's the end of the show. Oh, no. Oh, Harry, such oh, a good no. time. Oh, it's time to go rest your head, your sleepy heads, and go to sleep. We've had um, a lovely time. Especially if you're driving. If... <laughs> <laughs> If you are driving and listening to this episode, please of just pull into a service station. If you're expecting a longer podcast and now you're worried you are going to crash, please just pull into a service station, eat three KFC Zingertown burgers, have a lie down. That's one solution, or get home faster by just accelerating as fast yes, as you can. Yes, just go drive yeah. as fast as you can. And the sheer I mean, terror if you really you can't up. pull over, if you're not able to pull over, do donuts. Then you know what? Ten seconds of closing your eyes is the best solution. Just let your eyelids slip shut. Ten minutes, nothing in front of you. Don't do one eye, then the other eye. Your brain will know you're slowly winking. Both eyes firmly shut. It's like um, like how you shouldn't have a a nap of more than 20 minutes, otherwise you'll fall into a deep sleep. Just close your eyes for ten seconds. Make sure you open them again at the end, otherwise, who knows why. Also, frankly, if you're driving at night, if you're doing one thing where you're closing one eye and then the other... Other drivers on the motorway will presume you're winking at them. And they'll climb yeah. in through your windows yeah. and start ramming your car footsie. off the road and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they might do. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of the Regular Features podcast, you can go to patreon.com 
forward slash regular features and that's that's how you help us out yeah uh, by donating um whatever you think this episode is worth yeah you could donate like a little bit of tiny bit of money every month and you could specifically say no it's just for this one i don't care about the rest of it i just want you to know that perpetually i'm supporting that episode yeah all of the rest of it can just go in the fucking bin as far yeah. as i'm concerned yeah yeah just keep I, i'm not saying that i'm just saying you might want to say that and for this specific episode you're going to get an incredible outtake <laughs> feature that he decided wasn't good enough to go in and i've seen some stuff that log hey, I, logs doubt it before i will yeah. record it for you and put it up as a secret soundcloud for you to fucking listen to hey log i'm not promising that I literally am just promising it, it. But it's a promise that you know I'm probably going to break. You can't see an ante without upping it, can you? (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Ask your ante. (laughs) You. Well, I would, but you're up there. (laughs) Can't promise something that we will do to then out-promise it by something else that we're not going to do. That makes us pure, like, con men. I tell you what. Why don't you read us record it if you're so fucking good? <laughs> um, if you uh, would like to rate and review us on iTunes, uh, that also helps. But you know what? You know what makes me feel the nicest is just telling a friend when you give us loads of money. <laughs> no, telling a friend, <laughs> listening, and I, I just love the readers. Hey, why not tell a friend who has hundreds of thousands of pounds? They might hate it, but who knows? Can you imagine if Richard Branson? Just went insane. That guy's got like at and least like, hundred thousand dollars. I want to give you one pounds a month. Wow! Can you imagine? Oh, Brancy! Oh, Brancy chops from his hot air balloon. The big B. Because he can get Wi-Fi up there now. Yeah, just yeah. Imagine him dropping a coin on your head from fifty thousand feet mm, into your mouth. <laughs> Back out the other side. Delicious. I'll be back next week with another regular features podcast. I feel like that's quite a low. I shouldn't end with a sigh, should I? We'll be back next week. <laughs> Do you want me to whoop? Could you whoop me? Woo! 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 We'll be back next week with Woo. another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Hey. Tune in next time. Woo! Good night. Oi, oi, oi. It was much better with the sound effects. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, so much better. Let's, let's use that. That's, 